the Olympics may be over, but soccer is about to begin. That's right. We have a little Olympic spirit here on the alley with a little international flair to tonight's podcast. We have from England, David Saunders, Tulsa Roughnecks broadcaster and color analyst. He's going to come on to drop some knowledge and to give us his takes on the 2018 season. Very knowledgeable about soccer. You don't want to miss that. Also coming in from Canada, Paris G of Tulsa Roughnecks. He is on to talk soccer, of course, and about his transition from midfield to fullback and uh, how many couches he had to crash on in order to get a contract in the USL. But folks, it's the sky's getting dark. It's the weather folks are telling us to get inside because it's time to get the pillows, the blankets. It's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. All right, this is awesome. Another episode of The Alley coming at you. Your host, Roger Grimm. Hope you're doing great. Always, always a pleasure to be here, talk soccer and get guests on. And, and thanks to everybody that's been coming on to the Facebook page. Much obliged. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll keep those live streams coming out. We'll try to do one every Thursday night. We'll try to make that kind of our regular deal. Uh, we can talk about anything you want, soccer-related, that is. But anyway, uh, BGN.FM, Beautiful Game Network, the ever-expanding Beautiful Game Network, is where you can find podcasts, BGN.FM. Also, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Subscribe, rate, give us give it five stars. Tell people the clouds are fluffy. I, it doesn't matter to me. That's great. I agree. <laughs> Just give us some good reviews. I Helps us a lot. Also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves for all your scarf purchasing needs. But yeah, great uh, guests lined up. And, uh, you know, we also have, yeah, it's a Dave Saunders, Paris G, all coming up on tonight's episode. But also, I was sitting there thinking, we've got MLS starting, MLS is starting this season or this weekend. Wow. Um, Obviously, we have the uh, Tulsa Roughnecks ORU friendly. I'm not sure when this podcast will drop. It'll either be after or before. So depending on when this podcast drops and gets edited and all that good stuff, it'll depend. So this could be a historical event already or not. Um, You know, so we'll have that. And then Roughnecks will be in Chicago on Saturday noon kickoff there thought about uh, Ricky had mentioned on the last podcast about going up there, uh, $500 for a flight. Uh, and then it might be really cold. So that's a tough one for me. Hard to make it up there. Plus with a young kid, but anyway, if you are able to make it, uh, Chicago is a beautiful town. Awesome. Love that place. Want to get back there as soon as possible. But anyway, uh, like I alluded to earlier, we have MLS starting this weekend and boy, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's happening. It's already happening. Uh, it's, uh, you can, I believe all the matches are going to be on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it all gets kicked off on Saturday, Toronto FC, uh, Columbus Crew at Toronto FC, defending champions, Houston Dynamo hosting Atlanta United, Philadelphia hosting the Revs, Orlando City, home against D.C. United, FC Dallas hosting Salt Lake City, or Real Salt Lake, Earthquakes hosting Minnesota United, and then on Sunday you have Seattle Sounders and LAFC debuting at the Sounders, Montreal Impact at Vancouver, so a little Canadian action there, New York City FC at Sporting and Timbers at LA Galaxy. Great matches there. I love to see some of these. Uh, these I mean, I'm just thumbing through here. The the LAFC and Seattle Sounders will be the match that I'll be most interested in. NYCFC at Sporting, kind of local groups here. I'll be interested in that. Timbers and Galaxy. How you know how teams that are going through a little bit of a transition there. Uh, well, Ziggy Schmidt, Ziggy Schmidt now at LA. 
and you know timbers um you know going through their transition with um Caleb Porter now gone and Savaresi taking over there but yeah we'll have that so there's a lot of good storylines there and maybe we'll talk a little more in detail about this uh this opening weekend and and get you guys take on it on the uh Thursday podcast. So we'll we'll take a look at that on the fly feed, but anyway, what I want to do now is uh, is uh, take it to uh our interviews here. We have Dave Saunders coming up and and this is a great interview. Uh I could talk for hours with this with uh with Dave. He's just somebody very knowledgeable. You know, someone like me who got into soccer, you know, I didn't, you know, it's a little bit different. We live in the United States, uh, especially at my age, at 37, uh, I, I wasn't immersed in soccer per se. You know, uh, MLS started, was it in the early, mid-90s before, you know, that's when MLS, before we even have a, a consistent domestic league, and I didn't have a local team. So, you know, soccer is relatively a new thing. But, you know, Dave it was immersed in it, grew up watching these teams that we all follow now. He grew up watching them. And just to hear someone that, that grew up and, and was a big fan of soccer, coached a little bit there, was a broadcaster for BBC with Exeter City, and now with the Tulsa Roughnecks, just had a real wealth of knowledge there. So, And I also asked him a really interesting question you guys will want to hear. Is you know what if you slapped you put Tulsa Roughnecks in England where would they stack up? So you don't want to miss this. Here's Dave Saunders. All right, folks, we've got a great treat for you tonight. We've got a broadcaster for the Tulsa Roughnecks, color analyst for the Roughnecks broadcast crew. We've got Mr. Dave Saunders on. Mr. Saunders, how's it going tonight? Roger, it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I'm doing extremely well. Getting ready for the uh, for the new week and getting ready for the new season, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. You're probably going over and getting your notes in order and uh, getting with Pop and uh, getting all those exciting things worked out. And this is right here. This is always I always think the anticipation is is the the best thing about a new season, isn't it? It, it really is. And um, with a club like the Roughnecks, you know, we know there's going to be changes each season. Of course, we're disappointed to see great players leave and go on, but we're excited to see the new ones come in. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, of course, keeping keeping some old faces. So, I, like every season, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And I think all the rustabouts and fans alike, uh, just everyone I've talking to, just seems to be a, a buzz about this team. So, yeah, I'm, I think everyone's ready for it. And before we start talking soccer here locally, I wanted to, I'm going to step back and go way back here, Dave. Uh, and for folks who, who may not be familiar with you, I just wanted to have a chance to ask you how you got into soccer and, and kind of how you, uh, and kind of your experience uh, behind the microphone. Sure. Uh, I mean, growing up in England, you know, everybody plays football, really. Um, And, you know, I can remember very, very young kid kicking the ball around in the street. My my dad actually was a big Arsenal fan. Mm. Uh, My brother, my older brother, an Arsenal fan. My my younger brother is actually, um, believe it or not, lives in London, but he's a Manchester United fan. But um, (laughs) but he's he's got two two kids now, and they're both Arsenal fans, which is great. But yeah, I mean, I've just grown up with the game. uh, You know, played at school. Um, and then, you know, when I, I actually have been in teaching all my life, so I started coaching while still playing, um, you know, and ended up playing and, and managing my own team. Um, and then around about, um, I don't know, it must have been about, I'm going back now, 2005, 2006, I got an opportunity to broadcast for the local BBC radio. Mm. Um, some Some folks would have will know the lower leagues in, in England. Um, there's the League Two, which oh, yeah. is, so it goes uh, League Two, League One, Championship, Premiership. So you can imagine we're, you know, we're local team, uh, Exeter City. Um, and I and I got to broadcast for them. And I mean, it was fantastic that, you know, especially as you, you're really commentating a, a, like, the, like I do for the Roughnecks on sure. your favourite local team. 
Um, and so I really got into to broadcasting that way. And then when I came over to the States in, in 2013, um, I got in contact with Brian Carroll. A lot of you know Brian Carroll, mm -hmm. uh, connected with uh, the Roughnecks. And and a funny story, actually, he, um, him and I met a few times and he said, I'll, I'll be in contact. And I was actually in England when he, he called me and he asked me if I would be the, the uh, analyst, basically, and uh, be with this guy called Jeremy Poplin. Of course, we, we all know and love Pop. Mm -hmm. and, and it really was just, I think, a day before we, we did our fir first broadcast that I even got we even got to meet each other, me and Pop. Oh, wow. um, so we were really pleased with the way that it, it kind of went because, you know, off went the kickoff and uh, kickoff for us too. And, and mm -hmm. you know, he, as we all know, is a fantastic guy. He knows his, his, his football very well. Yeah, yeah. And so we've, we've had an absolute blast doing, doing the whole thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, and, and and yeah, you've been there both you and Pop since the inception and the, for the 2015 season, and now, my goodness, we look back and it's four years. This is the fourth season, right? It's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, you know, and like we said, we we've seen some comings and goings. It, mm -hmm. It's gathered pace. You know, uh, I think there's there's more expectation each time it comes around. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm really, really expectant for them to do well this season again. And, you know, I think I, th I think Dave Odrell said himself, you know, getting to the playoffs last year was fantastic. This year, we want to make sure that that wasn't just a fluke. Let's go and do it again and, and finish in the top eight again. Yeah, and speaking of, and, and we'll, we'll go back to the 2017 season, what were your kind of general impressions of, of how last year went? Obviously, the success of getting to the playoffs and, and going on the hills of the 2016 season. But just kind of overall, from from your perspective, how do you think it went? I, I thought it was a really, really good season. It was, it was, it, it was exciting to watch, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Um, oh, yeah. You know, obviously you play differently away from home, but, I, I, you know, we were getting results on the road. But watching them play at home, Roger, was, was fantastic. And, of course, we'll miss him this season, but, you know, Juan Pablo Caffa mm -hmm. was just, just outstanding. And and I, it's my favourite sort of formation. I have to say is the the four two three one. And I think with with Kaffa playing in that number ten role, throwing his free kicks which were absolutely you know best in the league, weren't they? Sure. Let's face it. Oh, I really I really enjoyed it. And then you know we could go through the whole team, but you know Fabian Serda just was fantastic in goal and and we just looked like a, a team that could really take anybody on in the league mm -hmm. um and and I wasn't I wasn't surprised when we made the playoffs and I was extremely pleased when we made the the playoffs and, and with a bit of li, li, little bit more luck we might have gone a little bit further mightn't sure, we but yeah. you know l last season was a good season it was my favorite season um and, you know, I think we've got a great, great guy in charge. I think uh, Dave Vaudrill and Lloyd know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know, I think this season can will go from strength to strength, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you talk about a little bit of luck. If it, if not for a, a questionable call there towards the end of the match uh, with the, yeah. with the John Levin hitting, uh, well, well, we'll just leave it at that. Just an unfortunate yeah. <laughs> turn of events there at the end of that San Antonio match. But yeah, you're right, right there in it, and it, it gets into the playoffs. Any one move, any one one shot can 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 create a big difference in the what the playoff looks like. So yeah, it's a, you got to get there. And obviously, it was a great season last year. And and I wanted to talk just for you know the transitioning from 17 to 18, and we've got some players coming back, Paris G and Fabian Serta. What what your kind of impression of those guys well um obviously i'm a big fan of the aforementioned fabian Serter, and mm -hmm. i think you know i've said in commentary many times a any great team is is built on a you know with with a fantastic goalkeeper i mean you can go back to i don't know how far you go back my friend but to, to english football you know you think of liverpool and uh, there was a goalkeeper called Ray Clements, you know, who played in goal for Liverpool. And then, you know, you can talk about Chelsea a few years ago with, with now the Arsenal goalkeeper, of course, Peter Cech. Peter Cech was outstanding. And I think, you know, you build build your team on a great goalkeeper. And I think we really do have one in Fabian Serda. I honestly couldn't 
really think I guess I guess there might be one or two that people can think of that, that were better than Serta. Sure. I, I would question question that because I think he was probably the best goalkeeper that I saw certainly mm-hmm. um, in, in in our league last year. I I, I I'm really pleased that that um, Ugarte's come back. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see better from him. Um, he's a funny story about him as well. I, I, I speak, um, fairly fluent German and, uh, mm. him and I were just, when I got to know his background, I just uh, was having a beer with him and spoke some German. And so we've, we've conversed a little bit over the, the close season. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a top, top guy and I just want him to be really strong in the center of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with what I've seen. I've only actually seen them play once because, of course, the, the weather has played a factor. But I did yeah. see them play at uh, TU, and I did like um, Gamble up front. I thought he looks yep. he looks good, and you know, an, uh, an excellent New England player, isn't he? So, um, you know, I'm pleased with with him coming in, and of course, you know, um, Rivas is back, isn't he? You know, mm-hmm. so it. I'm really looking forward to the way that we're going to see this setup. I would imagine it will be a similar setup to last year, or mm-hmm. co- of course, but of course, the, the the current sort of, if you like, European way of playing is is three at the back instead of four at the back. So I'm just wondering, you know, with the clientele, whether we might do that this season. But it remains to be seen, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you you say that now. I'm glad you mentioned that because it was something I saw. I noticed that the TU scrimmage. I didn't obviously get to watch Swope Park, but it looked like they had Riggs coming up on that left side, the left fullback, and he almost was kind of playing a quasi midfield kind of a I don't know what you call that a winger kind of a back wing type position, but a wing back I guess is what you'd call yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that that will be interesting to see if we. If we know, maybe that was just against TU, and, and they thought they could be a little more aggressive there. But to see that maybe against the Colorado Springs or someone else that's you know equal, yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see how they uh, use that left fullback, especially with Riggs, who can look like he came up quite a bit there and and, and pose a threat on the offensive side. Yeah, I, it will be interesting, won't it? Um, you know, because um, you know we could talk about formations all night, my friend. Oh, couldn't sure. we? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you play three three centre backs. Um, I wish Arsenal had three centre backs, by the way. Oh gosh, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know those those wing backs. You know, it, it, defensively, you know, it's a five, and then offensively, you're you're more or less playing three four three. You know, mm-hmm. so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But again, I put my faith in. in Dave Vaudrill. I mean, he sure. studies the game very, very hard. He'll look at his his roster, his squad, and and then play accordingly. And uh, whether it's three or four at the back, I'm sure we'll be we'll be fine. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see how these new players bed in, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And somebody didn't mention Paris G, uh, uh, someone who I thought, you know, for my opinion, was really getting confident as the season progressed. I thought was really coming into his own, had the goal against San Antonio, even though he's he doesn't come up a lot in the offensive uh, positions, but, hey, he had a shot at it and took it, and it was a great goal. So And then you kind of see him moving back and, and just based off the Pop and Vod show and just talk, you know, just listening to Coach Vod talk about how he may be transitioning to the right back or on the, on the fullback side or maybe as a third center back, maybe you know, kind of depending on how they play that. So... I'll be interested to see how he, you know, transitions in that role for sure. Agreed, agreed. I, I rate him. I think Paris G is a great player, and I think, um, you know, last year he was um, didn't get as many minutes as I'm sure he would have wanted. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, this year he he knows how we play. He knows the manager very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, I think he could play as one of those three centre backs. But possibly we might in a back four see him, you know on that right back uh role pushing forward on the on the right um mm. but he's a versatile player isn't he because he can play as you said he can play in front of a back four he can play as the holding midfield player as well so i've got high hopes for him looking forward to seeing him develop and um seeing what the manager does with him this season yeah absolutely and uh so we have we talked that was, that was a great preview and kind of and uh just talking about the players we have and some of the ones we've brought on but Let's talk about just kind of going outside of Tulsa just for a second. 
Are there any USL teams? I know Phoenix one and, and San Antonio, of course, are the two that I can think of. But is there a USL team that's doing some things that you've seen that that's really catching your eye and piquing your interest? Well, um, you know, you you look at teams that are coming in with money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> it plays a big factor, Absolutely. and um, I think I think Fresno will be. Um, they they seem to have done a lot. Um, Nashville have come in, haven't they? Um, so I think it'd be interesting to see how these new new teams um, do. But the, the one that has got my eye—I've already mentioned—is Fresno, and I think yeah. you know they do have a lot lot of um, money. It would seem, um, and we'll see. And of course, we play them. I was yeah. looking at the schedule today. We play them fairly early on, don't we? Yeah, I think uh, we have them at home, hmm. and then and then there's a little bit of a West Coast trip there i think maybe i have it backwards i'm just going off rogue memory here but yeah we do i think we tackle them pretty early in the season if yes like you just said and you know obviously juan pablo Kauf is the big story there you know someone and you talk about somebody you go back to your england days and i think somebody who a championship side would love to have maybe even higher someone of his caliber uh, you know, just just from a just from a skill set standpoint. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be a very interesting matchup and intriguing here in, in Tulsa for sure. Absolutely, and I've already mentioned. I, I think he's a fantastic player. I mean, I you you, you look at a player like that, and mm-hmm. and with respect to the to to the USL league, I mean, I'm you know, if 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 he has played higher level elsewhere, I would have loved to have seen him play because sure. um, I really think he's a great all-round player. We know what he's like from the free kicks, mm-hmm. but he, the way he could just play that number 10 role and bring bring players in, but but also score fantastic goals. You know, we're going to miss him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he, he's a great, great player. And, he, he you know, he's left us with very, very good memories. And I'm sure he'll get a very good reception at One Oak when he comes back to play against us. But I just hope we don't give him any free kicks in and oh, around the box. No. I mean, when you say free kicks around the box, you mean 10 yards from the box. That guy can hit it on a dime from anywhere outside yeah. that box. And I'd always tell friends and fans of other teams, like, yeah, don't, don't foul him. Don't foul anybody around the box. You may as well just count that as a goal. Cause he's automatic from <laughs> right outside that box. Uh, but, That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. There was what, there was one free kick. I'm sure you were in the, the roustabouts behind the goal, but mm-hmm. when he scored that free kick and it was very much left of center, Mm-hmm. And Pop and I just said in, in commentary, you know, this yeah, surely he can't shoot from there, but boy, did he prove us wrong. I mean, he put it, like you said, on a dime into the side netting, brilliantly mm-hmm. caught by our our cameraman, by the way, um, who do such a fantastic job for us. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it, it was just a goal that will stay in the memory for a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, let me ask you, you said you talked about some of the, some of the uh, teams that are piquing your interest and that, that obviously had the money, but what about some teams that uh, maybe are off the radar that people aren't talking a lot about that will maybe show up in 2018 as maybe a little surprise team or somebody that we just quit talking about that actually still has a pretty good squad out there? Well, I'm always interested, Roger, on the on the sort of – the, the second teams, you know, mm-hmm. the Portland Timbers to the the Seattle Sounders too, and I, I I was quite impressed, I have to say, with that with the Seattle Sounders too. It was a game mm-hmm. um, at the end of last season that we needed to win, and we did. We won one nil, if you remember. I'm trying to think who, I think it was who scored. Uh, was it Christian Tierjan? You are abso- absolutely right. Fabian said to whack the ball a long way down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really they had a lot of possession. They've got a guy called Ray Sari who played mm. um, for TU, didn't he? Yep, and he, right. he is, um, you know, he's with them. I, I just fancy that they're going to have a better season this season. I think by their standards, they were, they were upset with last season um not making it into the playoffs think it from memory they finished ninth or tenth mm-hmm. um and i think they could be a surprise package but as i said i'm always intrigued by those second teams because you're never quite sure yeah you know what's going on with t- players i guess being taken to the first team but i've got a sneaky feeling that seattle sounders too are going to be up there and thereabouts this season yeah and then that's the second season with their new coach 
Yes. Maybe that's, the, you know, yeah, maybe they're hitting their stride. Obviously, and you have a change of leadership, and you saw that a little bit with Portland, too. Um, there's a little bit of a, a drop there, and it uh, looks like yeah, hitting the second season. And, yeah, you're right. That's somebody that nobody's talking about, but you're right. They had their uh, 2015, they made the playoffs. They're a team that they were just a buzzsaw that first part of the 2015 season. And you know they've got talent, and they have a good youth program. So that's a great – I think that's a great call for a surprise team, for sure. Yeah, I think, I, I and I'm always intrigued by the, the the sort of various contacts we've had with them, haven't we? Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about um, Sammy Ochoa, Brady Ballou, mm-hmm. you know, team uh, players that have, you know, played, um, you know, in Seattle. And then, of course, the aforementioned Ray Sari, the other way around, you know, so there's been some connections. But we always seem to have good games uh, against them, don't we? High-scoring sure. games, ap- apart from that 1-0 when it was a bit more cagey because we were trying to get in the playoffs. But I think, I, I just, yeah, I just fancy them. I just fancy them this season. I, I, we'll probably play this bro- broadcast, uh, podcast at the end of the season <laughs> and, and they'll be in the bottom two or something. <laughs> what do I know? But no, I just have a, a sneaky feeling for them this year. Yeah, no, don't trust me. I've had just some clunker of uh, <laughs> clunker of picks <laughs> out there. So, if, Hey, listen, if we knew, if we were that good, we wouldn't be doing the jobs we're currently doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? We'd right. be we'd be up there. What, what did uh, Bob Knight say? He said, well, yeah, I'd be right there next to the President of the United States if I could figure these things out. But right. anyway, uh, right. well, let me ask you this. So you mentioned uh, Exeter and, and, and League Two and, and mm. having these local teams. And I've got a question just from your experience and living in England and now in Tulsa. What would be the England equivalent of the Tulsa Roughnecks? Just any league, what would you kind of – just in your mind that that kind of reminds you of Tulsa a little bit it it it's funny you should ask me that because I myself have been through that in my mind and okay. thinking you know if we took the Tulsa Roughnecks over to England and played a sort of pre-season friendly or something mm-hmm. or, or even put them in a league over there where would it be um and, and other people have asked me that as well I I would say I would say off the top of my head, I would say with respect to the USL League, which I think, by the way, is getting stronger and stronger each sure. year, I think probably you would say League Two or even the League Below, which we call non-league, mm-hmm. um, I would say the Roughnecks would be competitive in that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you take, you know, um, someone like uh, Drogba, you know, who sure. was an ex-premiership player, where if you put him in back into England now, would he be a League 2 player? No, I think he would mm-hmm. be higher. Sure. Um, so maybe, you know, his team would would do well. You know, a USL team in, in League 2 saying, say, against a team like my, my uh, beloved Exeter City in League 2. Mm-hmm. So off the top of my head, I would say one below League 2 at the moment but I hasten to add, I do think that the standard of soccer that I've seen in the USL over the three years, coming up to the fourth, has been better each year. And I think it's only going to do a lot of good for soccer in the USA overall. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that, that sounds good. And I've, I've always wondered, like, you know, if I would, if I admit, you know, on, on, if you play FIFA 2018 or whatever, you can play League Two, and it's like, oh, I wonder if you could just throw the old Roughnecks in there, right? You know, if you had a save or something, throw those in there and figure it out. So that's that's good. I, that's a great. Uh, I always am interested just because of how the the connection with England and and folks here in Tulsa and, uh, and mm. watch soccer. Yeah, they pay attention to the Manchester's and the Arsenal's yeah. and you know those kind of clubs. So. Uh, that's some great insight there, and I think that's a that's interesting to hear. And and so that's a we'll see if that the quality continues as it seems like every year it's getting better and better and be, better. You know, more na- more notable folks are coming into this league and it's yes. growing. So, uh, yeah. well, let me ask you, Dave, um, for folks who uh, I know, I think you're out there on social media. Uh, just tell them how they can uh, reach you and uh, and kind of keep in touch. I know you do a lot of posting about the Roughnecks. <laughs> Yeah, I love to post about the Roughnecks. So all positive with me. Um, you know, I, I'm Mr. Optimistic. Where I have to be being an Arsenal fan and, and an Exeter <laughs> fan uh, over the years uh, and being an, an England uh, football fan as a uh, national team, that is. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, you've put me on the spot. I think it's... Uh, Dave, you you'll have to give my Twitter address. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll get I'll get that out there for sure. Yeah, I've, if I'll, you would, 
I think I know it's got Dave and it's got Saunders and it's got six three in it. But I, I yeah, and I would and I would, I love to love to talk to to folks on there and exchange, you know, banter or you know, um, controversy and so on, um, you know, and, and the good points as well. But um, I, I I like to get to the roughneck games early, go and have a little walk around the the pitch and mm. put a post a picture on and get the excitement going because I really am a guy that you know loves to watch. Uh, football wherever it would be in the world um you know and and i love going to one out watching the roughnecks mm. um you know so yeah get in contact let's talk some some soccer and um you know me and pop will be posting the the tweets out uh sure. before during and after the game nice and oh i completely slipped my mind you said arsenal and i go oh yeah we're gonna talk arsenal for a second so <laughs> if you don't mind a quick detour uh obviously we're on the heels of another Arsenal defeat and really yes. a bad form, uh, losing to uh, Oscar Sands two one at the Emirates during mm. the midweek match, and then turning around and looking completely lost against Man City as uh, lost the um, England, uh, I guess the England League trophy or England. Well, I'm not sure what it's called, the England Football League Cup or something or other. Anyway, lost that three nil to Arsenal. Oh, well, besides you mentioned center backs earlier, uh, what is, what's the deal with Arsenal right now? Well, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been an Arsenal fan for, you know, over, well, about 45 years now. And, you know, I've enjoyed some great times with them, the invincible spring to mind, mm-hmm. but even going back to when I first started sporting in 1971, 1971, when we did the double, you know, I mean, it's just, so so flat and it's such a shame to see it Mm. and I have backed Arsene Wenger anybody that knows me Roger knows I'm a very very positive and faithful person Mm -hmm. but I have actually now come to the time when if if Arsene Wenger doesn't leave Arsenal Football Club Mm -hmm. um, it's going to destroy them I mean Mm. I really really want him to move on we're now no longer considered to be in the top four or five right. we are six behind you know the two manchester clubs chelsea liverpool and the unmentionables um <laughs> you know and 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 you know it's swayed a bit in north london but the the thing to me again we can go back to formations i mean everybody can see it that mm-hmm. you cannot play three at the back when you haven't got three strong center halves right. And I think um, Monreal has been given an impossible task of being one of those centre-backs when he's clearly mm. not. I mean, we talked about, you know, the Roughnecks playing with, with a, a left wing-back. You know, he's, he's at best a left-back in a, in a four mm. or he can push on, you know, left wing-back. But he's certainly not a centre-back. And when you consider the, I call it a schoolboy error, when that ball was thumped down the middle of the field today mm. against Man City, and we get caught with Mustafi, who, again, I have to say, has got a lot to do for me to be, you know, an Arsenal centre-back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to get nudged out of the way, it wasn't a foul, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, and to be done with that goal just typified it to me. And I was thinking as I was watching it, what other Premiership team defends like Arsenal at the moment, makes those mistakes. And I couldn't really come up with one. I mean, you talk about the less fashionable sides like Stoke and Leicester and and Brighton and and Burnley, and they are solid. They're pretty solid at the back. Um, And we just aren't. We look very, very frail. Great going forward, although Mr. Ozil today might, Mm. well, he just spent more time on the grass, you know, than he did stood up on the grass. So, you know, he's lost interest. Obviously, we lost yeah. Sanchez. You know, another another big player goes to one of our biggest rivals. I just think it's time now for a change. And Arsene Wenger needs to just, for the sake of the club, in my opinion, yeah. he needs to move on and let's have somebody else come in and take us in into the next phase. Or it's just gonna just going to keep going downhill. Yeah, it's just that slow. It's it's almost like economies of scale type. It's just that slow. It's that decline to death almost. You know, it's just it's just not going to yes. get better. It's just we're now we're down to sixth place and mm-hmm. you know a few points behind the fifth place. I believe it's a uh, Chelsea in fifth right now, and yeah. I, think, I think maybe seven points ahead, six points somewhere yes. around there. Oh, and, yeah. oh, by the way, we got Manchester City coming up again on Thursday. So forget that. Mm. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, and uh, you know, ten ten matches left, well, eleven for Arsenal. You've got to make some moves here, and of course, Chelsea is going to do what Chelsea is going to do. I don't see them slipping back, and now all of a sudden, you're looking at Euro- Europa is going in the in the back in the back window. Now it's it's like that's gone, and now what? You know, you're not even competing in Europe anymore, right? And 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 Roger, I, I tell you, it, you know, a very good friend of mine back in England, he's big. Big, big Chelsea fan. And he made a good point to me. He said, you know, Arsene Wenger lives off one or two good results at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we go and beat Man City on Thursday, which, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm an optimist, but even I'm struggling. But, you know, that that almost you don't want that to happen because I think, you know, um, and I, and go to, you know, we've got AC Milan now, haven't we, in Europa. Yeah. You know, if we go and, and, and turn them over, suddenly everybody's thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe Arsene Baker could do it. But it's not to me. It's just it's just little bits of, you know, little games get him through. And I really think he's just got to stand aside, as I said, and, you know, let, let's have someone fresh coming in. Um, someone with experience, or would Arsenal dare take someone like, I'll throw a name out there, Eddie Howe, who's the manager of a young Englishman in charge of Bournemouth and and is a great, great manager. But will Arsenal take a chance on him? I don't think so, because now the pressure is for them to immediately get a new manager and get back into the top four. Um, But I'll say it again, I, I just really feel my heart of hearts says thank you, Mr. Wenger, for what you've done, yeah. um, and and move move aside and give us our Arsenal back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you just hope if he does, you would like to see a young, hungry coach come and take that yeah. job. And what I do not want to see is a recycled coach. And I'm, you know, just right. somebody who's been bit, who's pinging around out there, you know. And and that's it. Seems like you know oh, they do a good job for a little bit, and then they get fired you know uh i was thinking like manchester united's old coach you know someone like that it's like oh yeah he'll come in or right van gall yeah so you know it's like that's what i don't want to see is just somebody another recycled coach and you know hopefully right. if it is i would love to see that you know kind of like a you know you talk about american football here just you know you I, I was excited to see a lincoln riley take over for bob stoops then say bring in you know somebody who's you know right. a coach that's been banging yeah. around the league or you know even a john gruden you know people wanted him and i was like oh no no you want you want a young coach that's want to bring some fresh ideas that can uh that that has the wherewithal and and the flexibility to deal with those kind of situations for a yeah. team. so yeah um yeah well cool well yeah well thank you for that i i i, I great insight there and always like uh, talking gunners i know there's a lot of folks who are listening in here and just kind of laughing because they're they they're taking a little shade and freud on us but that's okay if that's fine (laughs) you know if that's what gets them listening that's perfectly fine too but uh, anyway oh i got your uh, handle here it's dave saunders s-a-u-n-d-e-r-s 63 at dave saunders 63 on uh, twitter uh dave i'll 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 let you go i know you got a busy uh, week ahead of you here so uh well i appreciate your time this evening and uh well i'm sure we'll be in touch in the future okay Roger, it's been an absolute pleasure. Anytime you want to do this, I'd love to talk football with you and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk in person over a pint sometime. Oh, heck yeah. I'll take you up on that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've had him over at George's before watching Arsenal and I think we're going to need more than a pint to deal with Arsenal this year, <laughs> but that's okay. Yes, sir. I'll take you up on that. We'll, we'll, we'll have a good time for sure, Dave. Thank you so much. Good man. Uh, pleasure. All right. That's Dave Saunders. Thank you very much, Dave. Great insight, and uh, can't wait to hear him on the broadcast and, and to get his takes on the matches. Great stuff there. All right, now we're going to get a little perspective from the field side. Uh, midfielder, now defender, fullback for the Tulsa Roughnecks, Paris G. Uh, someone who I thought, you know, as Dave mentioned and something I mentioned too, somebody I thought proved quite a bit as the season progressed. Uh, someone who had to, you know, really take a chance to get on the squad, had to crash on some couches and, and, you know, just to get a, to get a USL contract. So that's just some of the things that a, a lot of people have to do uh, to get seen and get noticed in this league. And you appreciate that resilience there. But, but anyway, here is the interview with Paris G defender of Tulsa Roughnecks. All right, folks, we have a great guest coming up for, from the Tulsa Roughnecks. We've got, 
midfielder slash defender uh, Paris G uh, coming back for his second season in Tulsa for the Roughnecks. Uh, Paris, man, how's it going tonight? Doing good. Doing very good. Yeah, yeah. Good good to have you on. And, uh, man, just uh, I, I, I'm supposed to send my regards to the curling team. I, is that, oh, yes. is that correct? Is, <laughs> did you, did yeah. you catch much of it, or are you big into that sport at all? I didn't, I, I didn't catch much of the curling, but I, I was really into the snowboarding and all that, but... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, of course, snowboard. That's way. That's way more interesting. Of it's course, like, yeah. yeah. Anything where you can literally, you know, injure yourself or kill, kill doing it. It's like, oh yeah, let's watch that sport. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, it's yeah, the like, risks. Yeah, it's not like you. I mean, maybe you not. It's like, hey, I'll just go do some big air today. You know, you can't just yeah. wake up and do that. So, and, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was good stuff. And um, well, you know, just to getting back on the topic of soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I always ask folks that play is uh, how you got into the sport and kind of what got you uh, to this point right now. Uh, well, when I was younger, I uh, one of my neighbors got me into it at a mm. pretty young age and uh, gave an idea to my parents to put me into soccer. And uh, I was about eight years old, and it kind of has been uh, all up since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got to play a little bit in college and then – uh, had a spell in Croatia, and then uh, you know, talking with uh, Coach Pop on the, well, and I wasn't talking to him, but he was talking about uh, just some of the tough times there. Uh, you know, when you're, I guess he said you're sleeping on couches, practicing with yeah. Rio OKC, and yeah, yeah, talk about a little bit about you know playing overseas in Croatia. I mean, you're from Canada, but playing still in Croatia, and yeah. then also just you know trying to get on, get a spot here in the United States, practicing with Rio, and and some of those. Uh, you know, tougher times that you had to kind of endure as a, as a, as a, as a footballer. Yeah. So after my freshman year in uh, college at Simon Fraser university, uh, one of my coaches back home in Vancouver set me up with a team in Croatia. Mm-hmm. So went over on trial there, made the team and landed a two year contract playing as a right back. Mm. And, uh, after there, uh, I felt like coming back to North America. So I hit up one of my friends who was playing with, uh, Rio OKC and, that's where I met David. So mm-hmm. I was down there for about a month or two months and just living on players' apartments, mm-hmm. trying to see if I can get a contract with them. And uh, the following year, I guess that's 2017, I contacted David again and asked if I could come down to the Roughnecks and try out and le- slept on a couple more couches and then <laughs> uh, got a contract. Yeah, yeah. That maybe that's the that's the key there. You just got to crash on just so you get like yeah. it's like ten couches you have to crash on before you can exactly get yeah a, get yeah, a contract. Move around. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and, and I know it's it's always the cool those things. It's um, it's almost kind of a labor of love, you know. Uh, it's you know, I think a lot of people would have said, you know what, I'm I'm just going to get an office job and you know go or go work construction or something, you know, and, yeah. and get back into the real world, but. Did, I guess just that itch just didn't go away, did it for you? No, no, it didn't. I, I wanted I wanted to keep playing, and I definitely wanted to play in the U.S. somewhere where it's more comfortable to me, like home. Sure. And I just had to keep pushing, keep working, and you know, hopefully something would uh, turn up, and and it did. So I'm I'm very grateful for David taking me on. Yeah, and uh, I was just sitting here thinking you're in uh, you're originally from uh, British Columbia, uh, I think mm-hmm. Burnaby, correct? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's just outside of Vancouver for those that are not geography buffs, and I had to look this up, so I'm not. <laughs> uh, so is it a little unfortunate that you that the team won't be going up to Vancouver anymore? Yeah, yeah, it is. I was looking forward to going up there and uh, seeing my family again, and my family coming out to watch. But mm-hmm. we have a game in Seattle, so hopefully some of them will come down and watch. Yeah, how, how far of a drive is that from for your folks? From Vancouver, uh, about two hours, two okay. and a half hours is not too far. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, well, yeah. what about uh, you mentioned something you were in Croatia playing right back, and then last mm-hmm. season with the Roughnecks, uh, you're moved up kind of more of like a central defending, you know, almost kind of a holding mid at times. Yeah. And then now just in the in the preseason match that I watched, and maybe you did something different at Swope Park, but – you know, you're playing right back, and then you know, Coach Vod mentioning that you'll probably be seeing a lot of time at right back. Is is that kind of your comfortable position? Is is that right back? Is that kind of where your natural fit is as far as playing on the field? Yeah, as I, when I was growing up, I was always playing right back, even mm-hmm. into my college and in, in Croatia as well. 
So when I came here, I knew Kosuke was going to be playing as a right back, mm-hmm. and I was just going to be filling him in for him. But then we had some injuries in the central defense, and mm-hmm. uh, with uh, sorry, not central defense, uh, defensive mid. Mm-hmm. And I just had to fill in those spots, and uh, it seemed like I did a pretty good job, and I got a little comfortable there, and stayed there for the remainder of the season. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned something I wanted to bring up too, and and I think I on um, you you won't get to hear it yet, but on there's another interview I have with Dave Saunders, and you're probably familiar mm-hmm. with him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of the things I mentioned to him was about your how your season went last year. I felt like you got more comfortable with the ball at your feet. I mm-hmm. felt like you you had more you wanted to do more with the ball as the season progressed. Is that kind mm-hmm. of your assessment of of kind of how it went last year for you personally? Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a learning experience. I, I never really played in that position, and playing as a holding mid, you know, you had to get on the ball and move it forward a lot differently than a right back and waiting for it to come out to the wing. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely a learning experience for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit different. And, you know, yeah. Playing an app there, oh, you've got somebody behind you besides a goalkeeper too. So Yeah. <laughs> it kind of yeah. takes a little pressure off of you for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds great, and um, – and uh, is that something I know this season, something, you know, watching that TU scrimmage and maybe it was just the TU match itself, mm-hmm. but you had uh, Riggs on the left and he was coming up, I mean, almost playing midfield, mm-hmm. almost kind of a wing back type position. Yeah. And you and, and the two center backs would kind of stay back. Is that kind of what you're anticipating as far as, as, as what this position will look like in, for this year for you? Or do you think you'll actually get to come up quite a bit and, and do a little bit of attacking? Oh, I feel, I feel like I'll definitely be – Going up into the attack, that was one thing mm-hmm. I was strong, really very strong at in Croatia, getting the ball and carrying the field up to the midfield and getting the ball into their half and then uh, keeping the possession. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully I can get up the wing a lot this year using my speed and uh, strength. So, well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, no, yes, yeah. I, I kind of I always think that fullback is a pretty unique position because you are, mm-hmm. you're right. You get to play defense and that sometimes you get to move up and, and, and attacking third as well. And then you got to get a high tail it back to the, <laughs> to the yeah. defending third sometimes on the <laughs> counter, but uh, hopefully we won't yeah. have to do that too much. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, great stuff, uh, Paris. We've got Paris G here with, uh, from Tulsa Roughnecks. Uh, so, uh, Paris, let me ask you, uh, you've been in Tulsa for a couple of years, or, well, now you've gone on to your second year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your some of your favorite places to eat around here? To eat? Uh, I would have to say one of my favorites uh, going out would be Kilkenny's. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I really like their food, and uh, where else? Uh, I guess Roosevelt's. I guess that's just up yeah. the street. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, those are those are two of my favorites. I like to go to. Yeah, uh, Joaquin mentioned uh, somewhere that you guys always go to. There's some all you can eat sushi place. I haven't figured this out yet. Do you know oh, anything yes. about that? Yeah, uh, Tokyo Sushi over okay, on Seventy yeah. First uh, and Garnet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. We usually have uh, maybe like once or twice a month. We get the guys together and go out there and have some sushi. Something a little different. Yeah, yeah, I know folks I know are probably listening from out of town going, wait, Tulsa, sushi, what? Man, you don't see the ocean, <laughs> but it's not too bad, right? It's it's good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Coming from Vancouver, I'm I'm used to very good sushi, but this place is, you know, it's good. It's uh, good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me ask you this just from uh, just so soccer, but let's talk outside of Tulsa just for a second. Mm-hmm. Who do you who are you anticipating uh, winning the Champions League this year? Do you have a Do you have a dog in the fight? Do you Do you root for any teams in Europe? Ooh. I root. I, I really root for Barcelona whenever sure. I watch Champions League, and I think they're one of the teams I always always want to win the Champions League. But PSG has always uh, been one too. Well, but of course, we'll see right? how they. Yeah, we'll see how they do against uh, Real Madrid the next game, though. Oh yeah, that was a tough getting down i mean they went up a goal and you thought okay all right this is interesting and then all yeah. of a sudden madrid you know did what they did got the pk and then uh cristiano kind of took over but exactly know, going back to you know barca geez my gosh they're just every position it's like it's like oh yeah i've got the best it's like the best 11 in the world oh yeah Seven of them play for <laughs> Barcelona, right? It's yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know how you stop that that three headed yeah. attack there. That's uh, w- yeah. w- would you hate to defend against those guys, Coutinho and uh, 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 Messi and those guys? 
No, yeah, it'd be tough, but I, I'd definitely be up for the challenge. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's what I want to hear. Heck yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it, man. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, uh, well, Paris, uh, I, you know, uh, what's uh, some ways? I know you're out there a little bit on social media. I know you're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, want to share some social media or ways that folks can get in contact with you? Yeah, yeah, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Paris G, and uh, I guess Facebook too. You can just look up my name. Those are the two main platforms I use. Nice. All right. Of course, everybody uses IG. Everyone under the age of 30. I'm still trying to keep up with, like, hey, what do you kids do? But anyway, uh, well, great. Well, what's kind of something that you, and this will be my last question, but something that you're excited about for the 2018 season? I'm just hoping we get a lot of wins, a lot of hard Mm -hmm. work. This this group this year seems very, uh, very together good family uh right from the get-go so good. i'm hoping we uh come out strong right at the beginning of the season yeah i mean i think we were making uh, I, was, I was looking back on like a time hop on facebook and mm-hmm. it seems like we were making we tulsa was making the first signings about seems like about this time last year <laughs> it seems like oh, yeah. yeah we're getting we're still, yeah. got, still getting some players in the in town so uh, but anyway, had a couple of friendlies, and I guess, well, uh, tomorrow night you'll be playing uh, ORU. By the time this episode drops, I'm not sure if it'll be before or after. So uh, yeah. we'll see you guys out there tomorrow. Hopefully we have some good weather. and Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and certainly best of luck tomorrow and, uh, and the rest of the way, Paris. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll be in touch, man. And uh, like I said, uh, tomorrow night, I guess we have the tomorrow night friendly ORU and then you guys will be headed up to Chicago this weekend yes. right yeah yeah on Friday we'll head up there for a match on Saturday oh that's gotta be exciting right yeah yeah hopefully it's not gonna be like two degrees below zero or anything wild like that right? <laughs> yeah hopefully not and hopefully not raining either oh jeez I know it's been just if you have those who are outside of Tulsa it's been raining for the past week straight and today we finally got some really nice weather so Hopefully yeah. we'll have more of that and, and better training conditions for you guys. But uh, all yeah. right. Well, Paris, I appreciate your time tonight and uh, best of luck tomorrow and, and heading up to Chicago. And, and yeah, we'll be in touch as, as the season progresses, man. Yes, we will. Thank you. Thank you so much. You got it, Paris. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Paris. And uh, folks, I think this is going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Tornado Valley Soccer Podcast. Special thanks to Mike Mitchell bringing the air horns and bringing the pain behind the scenes. Appreciate his help there. And uh, also special thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. And that is R-U-F-F-N-E-C-K-S-C-A-R-V-E-S.com. And also BGN.FM. It's where you can find the podcast, Beautiful Game Network, Great folks there doing all the work there, getting so many podcasts. You, If you have a favorite team out there, chances are they're covered out there on the BGN network. So check it out. You will not be disappointed, I promise. But anyway, that's going to do it for me. I'm out. You guys have a great time. Catch us out on Facebook on Thursday night. I'm out. God bless. See you.